I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast about easy ways to create content and how to get it seen by your target audience. I'm Kate Andrews, founder of Fashionably Kate and Company, a blogger, freelance writer, and a mama to Arielle Marie, the cutest little girl as far as I'm concerned. Uh, she is pretty freaking cute. <laughs> and I'm Jesse Wyman, brand photographer, founder of the Brand Photographer Method, and entrepreneur and dog mama to my handsome little boy, Decoy mm, the Dachshund. My favorite doggy. We are your hosts for Cocktails and Content Creation. For episode two, we're really going to jump into it with everyone's favorite social media app, da 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 Instagram. Yay. We're going to give you the details on the easiest ways to take your own photos. We're talking tripods, self-timers, Instagram boyfriends, husbands, wives, whatever, and even propping your phone or your camera on ledges to get the photos you need for your site or social media when you don't have the budget or the time to hire a professional photographer like my friend Jesse Wyman. And speaking of tripods, don't forget to enter our giveaway for a tabletop tripod for your phone. I use it a lot for a lot of my content. So head to Cocktails and Content Creation on Instagram and click the link in our bio. It's that easy. And we're going to speak with someone who always wows us with her Instagram posts, Natalie Mazzarella of Where You Are Now. But first, we are going to talk about why Instagram is such an important and useful platform to get your work seen. There are over 1 billion, 1 billion people on Instagram every month. So think about this. Without spending a dime, you have the potential opportunity to reach more than one-seventh of the global population. Every month. That is insane. 500 million people log on every single day. Yeah. It's a little bit better than putting an ad in your local paper. I mean, again, as a former newspaper lover, well, I still love newspapers, but as a former newspaper worker, um, I still love them. But this is a lot more economically friendly. Yeah, it's a great way to start. It's an amazing way mm -hmm. to reach a ton of people. Obviously, we have the the algorithm to fight with, but the potential uh, for yeah. you to reach a lot of people very easily is through Instagram. Yeah, but you just, you have to have the, you know, we talked about this in the last episode. You have to have the images. Um, you also have to have something to say. But today we're really going to talk about the, you know, how to get those uh, Instagram worthy images. You've seen them, you know, but not everybody can afford a photographer. Not everybody has the time. You know, I, so many times um, I'll get contacted by a an agency or a brand that's like, hey, okay, we, we have this product, but we really want you to do it now. Or, you know, I may have kind of lagged on things. And then I'm like, oh, crap, that's due tomorrow. All right, I need to get a picture taken really quick. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. Um, our tips and tricks, you know, Jesse is a professional photographer. Um, she actually uses Lightroom on her phone. So, and, you know, you've got the, you've got the phone app on, you've got, you've got the camera app on your phone, which is great, uh, and can take great pictures. But, um, Jesse and I, I really need to get into this cause you've talked to me about it. You've actually used the Lightroom app to take pictures on your phone. Yes. So and it's free. It's free. Lightroom mobile is a great app. I use Lightroom Mobile on my desktop to edit all of my professional photos, but when I don't want to bring my huge camera along and I just have my phone, I'm and I if I want an Instagram worthy photo, I'm not just going to open up the camera app on my phone. Well, little thing is that my phone is a 7. It's not as good as the current ones. The current ones are actually pretty good, but yeah. I'm going to go ahead and open up that Lightroom Mobile app and I'm going to actually take a photo directly from that app because it's it's actually a a raw image, mm -hmm. which is great. And we can talk a little bit about that in more detail. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, Natalie's going to have some great tips for us. She's done, I mean, and we'll go into more of this later, but, like, she's done some amazing stuff. And not only just for posts, which, I mean, that's very, you know, it's important to have those Instagram-worthy photos on your feed. Because, you know, no matter what your product is 
or service or message. What's great about Instagram is it's actually pretty equal when it comes to female versus male users. I think females 52% while males 48% um, of users. So you've got both going on there and, you know, there's space for everybody. But again, you want to make sure that you have that nice image because there are, you know, everybody's going so quickly. They're going to scroll through that feed quickly. So you want to make sure that you're capturing them right away, right? Mm -hmm. As you're scrolling. So having just a mundane image or what, what, what about that image is going to cap, make them stop and and stop scrolling. Um, Or if if you're posting it in a story, it's going to make them from hitting that bright side of the screen. Well, and I mean, you know, you have with Instagram, I know. I only post once a day if I'm lucky. Actually, I haven't even posted today and I totally forgot. So there you go. But, you you know, you really, um, most people only post once a day at the most. Um, some people are great and they post several di- po- times a day and they still get that engagement that they want on, the, on all of those photos. But another great opportunity is um, stories, uh, which mean people are actually, I think it's 14% of um, this number of stories people are watching is actually business accounts. Um, So that's a great opportunity for you to not only show more of your product, um, maybe how it works or whatever, but also a little behind the scenes, which I know Jesse has been working. I work on it too. um, Getting Mm. those behind the scenes shots videos out there. So I don't know about you, but the way I approach Instagram and there's no right or wrong, um, but this, you know, might be valuable to some of our listeners. I use Instagram. I have my my once a day post that goes into the feed and that is, you know, ideally packed with a lot of value, Mm -hmm. a lot of um, good content in that in that caption. Uh, But then I use my stories, like you said, for more of the behind the scenes or the little more authentic real mm, what's going on in my yeah. life so decoy my my dachshund is featured quite a bit on my stories i share a lot of him i share a lot of my husband so my stories are a little bit more in the moment yeah in my approach um and i do share behind the scenes while i'm on location with my own photography clients but then i share my husband i share you know food or what i'm eating i think yeah. people love to know the person like who are they what well, are they talk, doing you talk a lot about um in your business, you know, because you you have a branding photography business, you talk a lot about the no like and trust factor. And I think that part of Instagram is creating a community. You know, you create a community for yourself and for your business. And so part of that is getting your audience to get to know you. And so you have that once a day static Instagram post or carousel post or whatever. And you've done you've done some great stuff like you've done. I mean, you have you obviously have endless amount of uh, images to pull from with being a photographer, but you also have done some great graphics, I feel like. And a lot of people I noticed have been doing a lot more um, graphic posts, especially with a lot of the social movements that have been going on, informational graphics, you know, I don't know, maybe some people aren't reading captions so I anymore. Think, I, I think people want, as bad as this sounds, people, it's going to take them that much longer to say see more on a caption right you can see the first Mm. sentence and you got to click to see more whereas that may seem like something super easy to do but if they can just read a quick graphic and get the value right there quick hit quick hit quick you know scene or even just a quick swipe maybe it's a three steps to how to use a tripod for your next photo shoot yeah um and then you can swipe and see that content it makes it easy so i think using the all the features in yeah. Instagram that uh, can reach your audience quickly because yep. our attention span is like nil anymore yeah, as know. a human species. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got to turn off all the distractions to get one thing done. And then in five minutes, you're bored with that task. But. Sometimes I wonder if my attention span is shorter or my daughter's who is 15 months old. Maybe it's um, the same. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, it's it's. I was actually reading something the other day on the Instagram algorithm, and um, it was a a college friend of mine who is an influencer in New York, and she had posted, and it's funny because Jesse and I had just been talking about this at lunch the day before, she had posted this thing from another account about how the new algorithm is working, and essentially it's the more likes you get right away and engagement, um, the more people, I mean, I think this is kind of, 
obvious to some people, the more people the your image or f- whatever is shown on Instagram. So I might have, I have a nasty habit where like, I'll just scroll through and I won't, I'll be like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. But I might not even double tap. Now, after reading that, I'm always double, you know, unless it's something that, and I don't follow any accounts like this, or if I do, I unfollow, if I see anything, I unfollow them. But I, you know, pretty much on every photo that I see, I'm double tapping now because I think that at, at least double tapping, if not also leaving a comment, because I feel like, you know, people are taking the time to make content, create content and put it up on the website, on, on the internet, like show a little love. That's what that heart is for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think show show the love is really important. And, and to not forget about that, you know, I think Instagram really and, and what they're doing is they're incentivizing community. Mm-hmm. Um, they're incentivizing that connection. So what they're telling you is, you know, we want you to. Um, create valuable content that's going to get liked by your community, but also you can support your community by liking other people's content and we're going to reward you for that. So Instagram is, is, I'm not an Instagram expert by any means, but everything I've read is that when it, when it, it wants you to do certain things. We're going to have somebody, you know, Natalie can probably talk a little bit about that, but we are going to have someone uh, on a future episode that's going to speak to that. And I think it's important just to, to keep that in mind that ultimately instagram is a community and so if you keep that in the back of your mind are you providing value to this community both ways are you putting it out and are you giving it yeah so um it's a great marketing tool um it's a great way to create community but it's also a great way to inform your audience about your product and your services and i think that you do a great job with that jesse in that you talk about um your like your you recently did your memberships and you were talking about everything that you offer with your memberships and you know you listed out i got you i got and i love that i got you i got you i got you but you listed out everything that you do um and i think if more people used instagram kind of as a way to inform people of their product of their service i think that would also be very helpful yeah so um so kate have you i'm gonna just jump into a new new topic real quick have you used reels yet (sighs) because i don't actually even have it on my account i I have it on the brand photographer method i have not used it yet but yeah i've seen some amazing reels oh my god i mean it's incredible i mean i look at um like i don't know if anybody knows jc dupree of damsel and dior she does some and she's you know it's i it's weird to bring her up she's somebody she's a couple years older than we are um so not a, not like a teenager, like on TikTok and everything like that. She does some really good reels. And she's done a lot of video content in the past, too, with like YouTube and stuff. Like she used to do like a monthly YouTube ser- thing that she'd like talk about her daily life. And she'd like have things, um, have pictures of trips and stuff and clips of her trips. But now she's like transferred that to reels where it's like a day in her life. And it's so cool because it's neat. It, not only do you see her and like what she's doing, um, in her business, but also like her daughter. Um, so as you get to see that, that all encompassing part of her brand, which is her lifestyle, her fashion and her family. Right. And there's probably still that pre-planned effort, but there's oh, a yeah. sense of authenticity, like mm-hmm. the way I use my stories. Right. Yeah. There is also, I've seen a lot of people use reels to almost debunk. I've seen a lot of debunking happening, which is interesting. Oh like they'll say, you know, it might be a, a series of comments where they're saying people assume that it's this and then they swipe it away with their hand and people assume this I and they swipe it this. away with their hand. And then they're like, but in reality, you know, it might be, let's say it's a woman entrepreneur. Yeah. And they say, people ask me, oh, your husband must make all the money. Swipe away that myth. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, you uh, stay at home with your kids and you don't have to to have a business because your husband makes all the money swipe that away that's a myth so it's a it's an interesting it's a cute way to if you think outside the box in ways that are going to connect with your audience so if you are an entrepreneur and you work with a lot of women-owned businesses that also are struggling with this notion these these myths you know you can use reels in really creative ways and i've seen it being done and i i need to i need to try it well especially since you can i mean you can reach almost 850 million users through advert, you know, if you, if you just, wait, that's a whole other thing, like advertising. Um, and maybe that's the algorithm, the new algorithms kind of encouraging advertising, but 
you can reach over 850, almost 850 million users, which is, by the way, 5.9% uh, of the, it's, this represents a five, I'm reading, I'm reading a quote here. This represents a 5.9 quarter on quarter increase in advertising reach in quarter three of 2019, which means that that's how much Instagram has grown. 5.9% in just one quarter. These are, this is, this is a new set of people that you're able to reach. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. It seems like a no-brainer, but I also want to let our listeners know that if Instagram is not where your audience is, right. don't don't fret. There's definitely takeaways from this episode I think you can oh, use yeah. to apply to any of your other digital platforms. But um but what is so great about what is so great about Instagram in addition to all these amazing users you can reach is mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that you can create the content. Like we said, there's the feed, there's the stories, there's the reels now. There's there's different ways to connect at different levels using mm-hmm. all of these types of of content. Um well, I mean, you can post these this the the trips the ti- tri- oh gosh, I really have been drinking the cocktails. Um the tricks and tips that Natalie's going to be talking about and that we're going to be talking about. You can use them for whether, you know, if you're going to post them on Facebook, you can use them if you're posting them on your own website, which is a very important thing to have your own creative space um just in case one of these ever goes away. You never know. Um, but YouTube, YouTube, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a big one. How to so, take your own headshot even, you know, yeah. although we, I don't necessarily advertise that. So let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this. So thinking about, uh, some other tips that we can quickly provide our users before Natalie jumps in. Yeah. Uh, do you batch your content? Not I get that. Uh, I, I get asked that a lot. So I want to know what you do. So with a 15 month old, Yes on the whole i there are definitely times where like i've i've actually and we can talk more about this when we get into like the outfits outfit we're planning on doing an outfits episode of where to what to wear for for a photo shoot and everything but like a couple months ago it was the hottest day i think of the summer and um i my mom was home so we had somebody to watch ariel and I had just had my hair done the day before and I looked at my husband and said, we're going over to the marketplace, which is um, a little like shopping area that has some great like plain backdrops, which we'll also talk a little bit about back finding your own backdrops, Um, plain backdrops that we could use. And I banged out, I think, 12. No, I think it was like almost 18 Instagram posts and I haven't even used all of them. And I mean, he took he's not the he, he is a he tries very hard with photography. I'm I'm not a photographer and you know I look at him and I've seen some of those images. They look great though. They look yeah and I've and I edited them and I, I I like batched the editing. So we went over there. I had one dress and I just kept changing up the the clothes. Yeah. The the, the clothes, the um the accessories for it. So I took one dress and I did a blog post on it, which we can also talk about how to reuse content, which in a way is batching. I had a blog post about, you know, all these different ways to wear this like little cotton black dress I found for 15 bucks at Target. Um, But then I also threw some masks on and I was like my favorite fashionable masks. And, you know, it, it was an hour. We only spent an hour over there because I, it literally was like one outfit and I just kept changing things out. And I have 18 images that I haven't even used. And I used them on two blog posts so, so by I'm, thinking a little bit ahead, you've yeah. just had your hair done, yeah. you've got the dress, you've got the husband, mom was available to watch the kids. Yep. You were able to get 18, 18 posts, Instagram posts. Or photos, which would equate 18 Instagram. And that's only the ones that I was like, oh, I actually look good in those. <laughs> so that's that's amazing. But, you know, then there are other times where, like, I've definitely thought to myself, oh, I need to get a photo done. And I I happen to have my makeup on that day because I don't do it. And my hair looks decent. And I'm just like, I just got to throw something together. So while I should totally batch most of my content, there's been times where I've kind of let that go by the wayside. I just, I've just done. And it, I want to say, I want to blame it all <laughs> on having a kid, but it's totally not that. It's well, like, that's how I was before. Let me just say, as a photographer who has endless photos even i struggle with batching content um and you have all the editing that you have to do too but i have you know once i have a client session that is done that's content that i can reuse provided they you know they're okay with me posting and Mm -hmm. i usually get uh, you know most of my clients are fine with it but 
Uh, I generally do about five days worth of planning my Instagram feed. I don't go beyond oh, that. Good. I I usually can't go beyond that because I don't know what's going to happen in five days. I feel like I just struggle with that. So um, for me, it's about five days worth. And sometimes I don't even get all the captions done for them, but I have an idea of what I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, batching is going to be huge. I think, um, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more in, in future episodes, but I think Instagram is great. And if you're, uh, I don't want to say a lone writer, a lone, a, a lone, a lone wolf, a lone wolf, Ooh. there's ways you can still get great content. So, yeah. and Natalie's going to talk about that. Um, okay. Uh, uh yeah, shortly. And, you know, the other thing is uh, talking about what's been going on in our world. It's it's not only a place to have your message heard, whether if you are a business, you can also get your message. heard. You know, Black Lives Matter. Um, that's that's huge. That's been huge on Instagram. The Black Squares, um, Blackout Tuesday. Again, it's getting a, a message heard. Um, I'll just name off a couple of my best tips oh yeah getting instagram pictures so uh well first off jesse i want to know what you're drinking oh yes i am i am drinking uh so i i'm kind of lazy today so i just pulled out a lover boy um sparkling hard tea it's so good so this flavor um that i'm drinking is the white tea the not white sponsored. tea peach definitely not sponsored i'm just being lazy and i'm kind of depressed that we're in fall right now um so i'm holding on to any amount of summer that i can get with this nice uh peachy drink yeah so okay now i will now that we've done that because i'm drinking the same thing and it's delicious i'll just name some of my favorite tips so tips find a blank wall yes couldn't agree more and have it go with your instagram you know find i know they talk about instagram aesthetic instagram aesthetic instagram aesthetic you know, if you are one of those people who likes the light and airy look, it would be very hard for you to have a picture in front of like a, a, a hardcore graffiti wall. I mean, you can make it work, but, you know, pick like a light and airy thing. Go find a pottery barn with the white backgrounds or something like that. And take a, I just did that actually this morning. Take a picture outside of a pottery barn or you know, their white backgrounds or find a wall in your house that's painted a color that's very neutral. So that would be my first tip. Find a, find it seems a, obvious, but it also, seems obvious, also but one trick is if you like the light and airy, which is mm-hmm. very important to my brand, Yeah, brick is hard to do. I red, love Red brick, brick can but, be really tough. It can, yeah. you know, so if any of our listeners are in New England like we are, we're in the Boston area. Maybe go for cobblestone. Uh, <laughs> cobblestone walls. Cobblestone. Do we have that? Go for the cobblestone. Avoid the brick. Yeah. Okay. So that's one thing is pick like, you know, very plain walls always dress in your in in brand color in colors that go with your brand um you know if you're planning on having pictures taken when you're someplace out that you plan on using on instagram or on your website that would be another thing so many things i wore that i'm just like that doesn't look at all cohesive with my feed which we can talk about more later other thing last i think the last tip that i will say about instagram is never ever not use unless unless you're like posting for the black lives matter or some kind of social movement never ever not use hashtags that are relevant to your photo um if you if you want your material seen you want to make sure that you use hashtags because basically that is your search engine and we are going to talk more about that um but you know you've got now you've got you know you've got these beautiful pictures you want them to get seen so that would be my third tip hashtags so Love it. Background, wear outfits that go, and hashtags. Perfect. What about you? I think, I mean, for me, um, you know, I'm a photographer. So, That's you know, without getting important. into the te- technicalities, I'm going to keep it simple. If you are shooting with your mobile phone, use an app that has some sort of editing capabilities. I prefer Lightroom Mobile. It's because it's what I use on my desktop to edit all my professional photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and... When you're shooting in the midday sun, I recommend either having yourself placed in the shadows or shoot with the sun sort of behind your back so that you're not squinting. Although, 
with that in mind, uh-huh. I've seen and I've started to embrace shadows a little bit more. So, and you can see that in some, of my, some of my work. So don't necessarily be afraid of shadows, but uh, be cognizant of how it's affecting your subject or yourself. So if you're taking a selfie, you don't want to be squinting into the sun. You know, yeah. squinting is not a good look really on anybody. Um, but if you got s- sweet shades, some fancy sunglasses oh my you're, God. You're, you're sponsored by, so by all means. lately, oh, I know we're going longer than we planned on this, but lately I've been using, you know, because you were wearing the masks, right? And I'll, if I'm out and about, there are some times where I don't even put on makeup because I've got the oversized, like, Jackie O shades and the mask. I love it. And I'm just like, oh, well, I mean, this is as long as my hair is looking good. You know? <laughs> it doesn't so, matter. Batch content is another thing we can say. And I would say, oh, unless your look is, like, not editing, I would say always do a little editing on your photos because very rarely do you take a picture. I mean, unless it's, a, like, a really gorgeous sunset um, and then post that thing. Why not? Um, always kind of do some kind of editing to your photo, I would say. Would you? Yeah, I would. I mean, so I think it all depends on on what who you are, what you are doing, what your Instagram feed is for. But most of the time, if you're looking to create opportunity, which we talked about in our previous episode, uh, your Instagram is almost like a portfolio, whether Mm. it's it's a photography portfolio or whether it's a portfolio for your blog, whether it's a portfolio of your your works you're yeah. maybe you're an artist uh they want to see consistency they want to yeah. know um okay is this person as a photographer are they going to give me the look i want as a blog um writer or if they're an influencer are are the photos that they're going to give me going to match my own brand or what is that going to look like so i think just being consistent is more important um to that point editing can help you maintain that consistency so right. With all of the different lighting scenarios that you may come across when you're shooting, if you're able to edit those to bring them close to to uh, tonality and color and exposure, then yeah. you're going to have that overall uh, cohesive look in your feed. And well, for anybody who's like thinking, oh, my gosh, I should have a pen for this, um, you know, we'll be we'll be repeating this at the end. Some of the like our top tips. Now that we've shared our tips, we're going to continue our conversation with Natalie Mazzarella, editor and creator of the blog and Instagram, Where You Are Now. Thank you so much, Natalie, for joining us. I'm so excited. Now, we've actually known each other for, I think, three years. I met you on a rooftop. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah, in the hotel. At the hotel. That was a fun night. Or maybe it was two years ago. Two years ago. Three. Maybe three. I think it was three. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's how you know we haven't aged today, so it's fine. <laughs> we look fabulous. <laughs> you look fabulous. First off, um, what are you drinking? Um, right now, coffee, but I will be uh, switching to a cocktail shortly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Natalie I know and love. So tell us, you know, I know you. Um, I've told Jesse a lot about you, but what it tell our listeners what it is you do and all about the fabulous you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, firstly, thank you for having me. Um, I kind of glossed over that. I'm just very excited to be here. Um, So, uh, you know, I work in PR. That's my day job. I'm an executive director of public relations at a pretty um, uh, large-scale communications agency. And I've been in the business for quite some time. And um, working with influencers is just a natural part of that job. And it's something that I kind of always had my eye on, was a little too nervous to to pull the trigger and do it myself. But, um, you know, figured that why not? Life short, might as well take take the jump. So a couple of years ago, I decided to start dabbling a little bit. And um, so by evening, if you will, or by weekend, when I'm not actually working at my day job, um, I am a content creator and um, influencer, if you will, at uh, Where You Are Now, which is my website. So the idea behind that, um, I really believe that women um, tend to focus on memories or key moments in their life in a visual way. Um, For me anyway, it usually is uh, circled around what I'm wearing when something important happens to me. So I wanted to play on that narrative um, and decided to just kind of start going for it. So I have my blog, I have an Instagram channel um, and a Facebook page, and I just play around the narrative of kind of what's happening in your life and uh, what you're wearing while you're doing it. That's Amazing. I, um, I'm on your Instagram now and I just have to say it's really impressive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and Jesse's a photographer, a branding photographer. Thank so you. She knows. 
happening. It's now. very creative. I love, I love all the shots and we're going to be jumping into a lot of, um, you. you know, how you, how you actually curate your feed and what you do, um, photography wise. But, um, I also want to welcome, welcome you here today. So, um, I think, do we want to just go ahead and jump right into that question about, sure. you know, focusing on, you know, your creative eye that is so present in your Instagram. And I guess a lot of our, you know, audience would be really interested in hearing about how it is you grab your photos. Like what's your favorite way to grab photos? Do you have a go-to method or is it based on the particular photo you're taking and, and any um, sort of fourth, I don't know, forethought that you have into it? Yeah, love yeah absolutely. It. Well, thank you for the kind words. First of all, it has definitely been a progression. Um, if you scroll back a few years, um, I would say that kind of my my creative direction has really evolved and really changed. But I think that that's normal because humans evolve and change and everybody's always coming up with new ideas. And as a creator, I think it's really important to push yourself and, and come up with new ideas. And um, sometimes I do and they're terrible. <laughs> so that's just part of the process. But yeah. No. Um, Oh, there's a lot that I don't post that I, just concepts that just don't work out. But that's the fun of it, right? Because you have to learn as you go and you kind of mm-hmm. figure out what works for you and, and what doesn't. So I guess my process is a little bit hard to put on paper. It's not necessarily like I take the same steps every time. Um, it just depends where the inspiration comes from. So sometimes I will see a location and I'll think, okay, I have to I have to shoot something here. What's an interesting way to go about that? Um this year specifically because it's COVID and we're all staying as close to home as possible. Most of those situations have been in my house, in my yard or on the street where I live. So I have not shot anything outside of those, those three kind of general areas since before COVID started in in March. So um, I think just looking for creative inspiration and unknown corners, places you think it might not exist um, is definitely something I do. Sometimes I'll be inspired by an outfit and I'll think, okay, this is what I want the background to be, or this is what I want the vibe to be for something specific I have to shoot or a product collaboration, something specific I have to do. Um, And then sometimes I'll just see other creators who are doing interesting concepts and I'll find inspiration there. So maybe there's a specific angle um, that I've never thought to shoot at, or maybe there's a way to, you know, position my camera or position my phone if I, if I'm shooting on my iPhone, that's different. Um, and I'm really big into movement as well. Um, I was a ballet dancer for 18 years. I mean, I'm way past that point in life these days. But um, we all? <laughs> no, you know, it's a little scary to think about. But I, I find inspiration in just body movement and, and ways to try to portray actual movement in an image, even if it's not a moving image, even if it's not a you know video or, or a GIF. So it's a little bit. It's a little bit different depending on um, the shot. Now. You mentioned the fact that you've been, you know, finding inspiration inside of your house and everything since March because of COVID. But I also happen to know that something else happened to you in February yeah. that may have kind of curtailed some of that. Well, I mean, I want to say curtailed that creativity, but you've you've continued to be so creative. What happened mm-hmm. in February? So I was in a catastrophic vehicle accident with my husband. Uh, we were in California on our uh, first vacation in like over a year. <laughs> we made it about four days into the trip. Um, had had this accident on a uh, California kind of mountain highway, if you will. So um, it, my injuries are pretty extensive. So I've spent the last seven months surgery, rehab, repeat. Um, I'm kind of finally coming to the end of of closing that chapter. And you know, I, I faced with something like that. I, I don't even know how to put into words how it massively shifts your perspective and what you're doing in your life. And you know, you can focus on it literally 24 hours a day. And it's very easy to do that. And it's actually necessary to do that. So you rehab and recover properly, but um, you have to find a way to take your mind off of it and do something that you really enjoy. And, you know, I was talking to my doctors and they were like, get a hobby, do something. So you're (laughs) not just thinking about PT and rehab all the time, otherwise you're going to lose your mind. And um, playing around with photography and, and content creation is something that I love, but I also felt like I could still do given the limitations that I was experiencing physically and given the limitations that we were all experiencing because we all have to stay home. Right. So, right. um, 
I just decided to kind of take a chance and throw my my free time and my free mental space into that. And um, as I said before, there were some things that did not work. And there were some things that did work. Um, but it was an incredible, incredible thing to focus on and a, and a really fun outlet for me. You've really, I mean, we're going to actually be talking um, with another guest in a couple of episodes about like pivoting your message and your brand mm-hmm. in times of um, kind of unrest. In a way, you really pivoted. I mean, you are so, mm-hmm. you, you have these amazing outfits and, you know, you, you've you done some great stuff with different backgrounds. And I've, I've been a fan for a long time um, before I was even your friend. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> but, you know, you've, you've really pivoted your message and, and, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. And and especially with your photos, you've done such a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know how you, how you can't, there's a time and place for everything. Great outfits still exist. Fashion still exists. Lifestyle content still exists. And I think it's important to still have those moments where you can appreciate and enjoy those things. But you know, it, it's the old idea that I have a platform, even, you know, it's not a massive platform, but I have a platform and I feel like I, have a responsibility um, to, to speak about the things that are happening and that we're all experiencing. And I kind of reached a point, I think part of it was just naturally because, again, your focus changes when you experience some sort of major trauma. And I didn't know how I could just go back to talking about, you know, outfits of the day necessarily in the same way that I did before, because everything in my life changed. But I feel like everything in everyone's life has changed this year um, between obviously COVID and you know political unrest and uh, social inequality. And there's just a million things happening. And I just couldn't not find a way to talk about it in a way that felt appropriate and um, you know organic to me. So that's been a lot of what I've been um, working on and, and talking about. And it's been a shift, but I think it's been um, you know a good one for me and hopefully a good one for my audience. That's amazing. Um, one follow-up I had to that. So I think a lot of people can actually relate to having moments of trauma in their life or mm-hmm. mo- moments of pause, let's call it. And with that, such of a very like, you know, this happened at this moment sort of thing, how did you find managing, you know, let's call it your 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 Instagram audience and in taking a break was there any sort of like I know people get worried oh if I don't post every day if I'm not present if I'm not there for my audience it's going to ultimately um, result in a in a loss of followers mm-hmm. or a loss of engagement and there's that fear that they always have to be present right did you end up taking any sort of break and if you did how did you combat that sort of mindset of fear and losing an audience over what you needed to do for yourself like yeah versus your audience and how did you how did you manage that I'm curious it's a very fair question you know I'm a big believer in authenticity and truth so I just I did not you know the accident happened I was I was in the hospital for for a good bit um and then you know because we were out of state we had to then figure out how to get me home so there was a period where I didn't I just said nothing. And I'm sure everybody thought we fell off a bridge, which essentially we did. So, you know, it was I, that I didn't really worry about. But kind of, I think once I, I made the decision to share what had happened, um, so not I, I was going to say surprisingly, but frankly, not surprisingly, because I have an incredible group of, of followers who really taught me the meaning of community. I mean, people were wonderful and supportive and, um, you know, asking how I was doing. So I think being able to be honest and truthful to a point, obviously not oversharing just for my own sanity, but um, people were really supportive with me and I kind of allowed them to come on that journey in a sense. And I didn't really have to worry about not showing up on a day where maybe I wasn't prepared to, Um, you know, and if there was a day that I wasn't feeling particularly great, I usually said so, and then just kind of moved on and, um, you know, as far as working with brands, there were definitely, uh, I had a lot of things in the works that I kind of had to pump the brakes because I just, mm. you know, couldn't deliver on a, on a specific um, deliverable or, you know, something that I had been contracted to do. But all of the brands that I had been working with were also incredibly supportive and um, understanding. And I just am very touched <laughs> at the way that this kind of all unfolded and, and very lucky that it did. Uh- 
That's so nice to hear because, I mean, so many people think of this as a dog-eat-dog industry, being an influencer and working with brands. So, Well, I think it maybe speaks to the fact that you've built an authentic audience. Oh, definitely. They really cared about you. It wasn't just, you know, a huge follower count, but the followers actually felt like they know you, feel like they know you. And Mm -hmm. so I think that speaks maybe to the fact that you have a very authentic and engaged audience. That's amazing. Thank you. You are. I mean, you're so you're what we we call they call a micro influencer, right? Yes, correct. But you constantly your likes are always way up there. Comments. I mean, and it's and it's not just because, I mean, people. You're a likable person. That's that, and that shines through. But it shines through because you are that authentic person with your captions and with your, um, you know, with your images and I and and your behind the scenes. Um, you know, you've done a great job. I think it's important to explain what goes into creating some of these things because you know we can we can go down a huge rabbit hole about the pros and cons of social media and what it can do to people's self esteem and and feeling sort of like they're always behind or they're not they're not doing enough, but. There's a lot of work that goes into it, and most of it is hysterical to watch because it's, just, it's silly. It's silly, <laughs> and you do you post some of these amazing behind the scenes. You know, I'm always watching them. You post these. I mean, even even now, you've done stuff, but like especially before COVID, you were mm-hmm. doing all these behind the scenes shots, and I just used to sit there and like laugh because you know you 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 know how to use your props, which I mean brings us to our next question. So, what are some of those essential props or equipment that mm-hmm. you know somebody who is looking to to create their own images when it would need should should add to their arsenal yeah absolutely so um i have a lot um <laughs> tripod is the number one so i actually have three which i know sounds cuckoo um i have one for my camera which i have a um a nikon d3400 i have a little phone tripod that my husband actually got me for christmas last year and it's a little phone stand um which works really well the the base is can't be more than three, four inches, but it works really well if you want to shoot something low um, outside specifically. I do a lot of, um, you know, kind of shooting from up uh, photos and I do those always on my phone and always on this tiny tripod. And then I have a third one that's specifically for your phone as well, but it extends up to, I think, 60 inches and you can um, tilt your phone forward almost so you can do like a shot from up above and it has a uh, button. So you don't have to like hit it, set a timer. the whole, the whole shoot and match. So it's a little bit easier. Um, a ring light is a, is a good thing to have if you're shooting indoors. Um, you know, I'm not a professional photographer and the hardest thing for me typically is editing lighting. So it's really hard to recreate natural light. My number one recommendation is to always shoot in as much natural light as you possibly can. If you can't, um, I find that a ring light tends to work a little bit better for indoors. Um, I do have some floodlights that, uh, I, I use if things are a little bit tricky indoors as well. Um, but which you can get like a Home Depot. So there you go. Yeah. Amazon, Home Depot. I mean, none of these things are, are, are expensive or difficult to get your hands on everything I have. I've gotten on Amazon outside of my camera, obviously. (laughs) You're there with Jesse on the Nikon. She's in the Nikon. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing some of these shots, I see a lot of like portraits of you now are these those that you've put on the tripod and are you using are you using a timer with your with your camera are you using like a remote or um maybe you can just talk a little bit about your process in doing that because you do have some i mean it's these are all great shots and so are you doing it yourself do you have somebody if you're doing it yourself timer Mm -hmm. remote yeah so a little bit of all of the above so on my camera i use a timer it's a 10 second timer um, I tend to, you know, I set up light, I set up uh, focus, I get kind of all of that established. I do a couple test shots just to kind of make sure that it's right. And then I will set it's a 10 second timer. Phone, um, I will either do a timer or if I'm using the other tripod that has a um, a button, I will use that. It's like a, I can't, a remote, gosh, a button. I can't, I'm like, what am I saying? A remote. Thank you. Um, but I do also work with two photographers. So there's two different ways that I that I create content. I either have a very particular direction and idea um, that's either I'm just doing because I'm creatively inspired or it's like a you know one and done uh, campaign or partnership that I have with the brand and I just need a few shots. So I will tend to do those on my own. Um, if I'm going to batch content, which is I will spend you know two hours on a weekend with one of my photographers and we'll knock out you know 
five, six outfits, five, six concepts. Um, and we'll just kind of shoot in mass as we go. And then I use that as just sort of like a evergreen, if you will, content that I will go back to, to kind of fill my feed um, as I, as I need to. So um, the two that I work with are Marion Taneo. Uh, her handle is Marion and Gus. She was the very first photographer I shot with here in Boston. She's incredibly talented. She's also just a lovely human being. And uh, the second is Anna of Behind the Click. Anna works with a lot of Boston bloggers. Um, she's kind of my go-to when I have very wacky ideas that I'm like, okay, you know, I want you to sit in a tree and I want you to do this and I want to lay on the ground. And it's like, if it's something that's a little bit off the wall, I tend to um, go to Anna because she's usually up for it. She's usually up for it. So no Instagram husband for you. Although no I know your husband. your husband is very husband supportive. is very supportive and, you know, he has been wonderful, but um, I tend to keep them separate just for the sake of our, of our marriage because there's nothing worse than being like, can you take my picture every day? So I just try to, you know, keep them Yeah, separate. I know. I've tried to do that with my husband and yeah, it hasn't worked out so well. Yeah. That's why I use Jesse. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so what are, what are some of the, you know, as I said, you've done some crazy stuff and you kind of alluded to it. What are some of the craziest things that you've done to get the shot? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. I think movement ones are typically the funniest. I had a really funny shot. Funny because I know what went into it. The end shot I loved, but of um, jumping this summer that I did. And oh, I, yeah, I remember that one. And it looks like it literally looks like I'm flying, but I'm jumping in a church parking lot. <laughs> And it took me 40 minutes to get the correct shot because I just couldn't get it correct. Um, and all I just kept thinking is like people that were driving by because it was off of somewhat of a major road or probably like, what is this weirdo doing? Um, so those have been a little bit, a little bit funny. Um, any ones where I'm, you know, laying on the ground, I have a shot I'm going to be posting soon that I shot with Marion over the weekend where um, I was lying in my yard and it had rained the day before. So I was soaked and we had covered my hair in um, leaves that had fallen from an autumn blaze maple down the street to do this sort of like very fall situation. But Marion had to cover my hair in the leaves. We were both laying on the ground. We were both in our masks, like trying to do it appropriately. It's ridiculous. Like if you, <laughs> it's just completely ridiculous. You look crazy. Yeah. You look absolutely nuts. Um, you know, anything that I've done where there's uh props involved. I, I did a few last holiday where I was trying to blow glitter. Oh, that was a mess. That took a very long time to get right. And there was a lot of really good outtakes. That you shared. And I loved watching. I did. Share. <laughs> I, did. I like sharing outtakes. I think those are sometimes more interesting than the, than the final shot themselves. You use that well on Instagram uh, stories too. Yes. Thank you. I, I'm just amazed with all of your content on your Instagram. I keep going back to it. Um, so when you're, um, you know, thinking through some of these shots, I think some of our audience would like to know, okay, like, are these like, when you're going out and you're planning this, like, how much planning and, you know, do you do you do? I know you, you get your inspiration, but then, you know, some of these sound like you actually do need like a good amount of planning, you know, okay, mm -hmm. like the, you know, making sure your photographer can come over and get the leaves on your hair and then the the shot in the in the air with the parking lot like mm -hmm. how much how much planning would you say you go into and I know it probably depends question. on the shot you want but um I, as far as like anybody looking to get like what what scale yeah yeah planning are they looking if there's at? a specific concept so let's talk about like the leaves or the blowing of the glitter or um, anything that involves a like a prop not a tool prop that you're using to create the shot but a prop that you're going to have in the shot that takes planning because it's thinking about how am I using the prop? How am I setting this up? Like the leaves I had to go pick days in advance and then let them dry because they had also been rained on. So that, you know, so things like that will take some planning. If it's just sort of a, you know, not necessarily a, a prop concept or something that's for a brand partnership, it's, if it's just an interesting shot, I want to do out and about somewhere. Sometimes it will be as simple as I'll be on my daily sanity walk, which is what I do since COVID started. I take mm -hmm. a walk every day. Um, I'll see an interesting corner and I'll think I need to come back and shoot here. And the next day I might just go back and, and take a, take a shot on, a, on my tripod. And sometimes it's that simple. Um, what I can suggest, and it may sound and feel very silly, 
but sort of practicing at home in front of the mirror to figure out how you would want to position yourself or how you would want to use a specific prop. It just makes it so much easier and lessens the pressure, especially if you're out in public. I think people get a little bit nervous sometimes because you're like, I'm out here and there's people walking by and this isn't working. Um, there's a certain level of just like, you can't really care and you should just embrace what you're doing and it is what it is. And maybe there's a level of silliness there, but, you know, kind of prepping at home and figuring out how you want to make something work makes that process a lot easier. That I makes total sense. Yeah. And we, I think we can, um, well, I mean, I've been doing weird stuff on, you know, for Instagram for a while, but Jesse and I, when we did our photo shoot for this, we were over, um, the marketplace at you know linfield marketplace and mm-hmm. um, where a lot of influencers go and shoot their stuff and we had like martini glasses and yeah i mean luckily it was early but i was standing there thinking if somebody walks by here right now and we've got the water in this martini glass we're like people are gonna think we're actually drinking at oh, like yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning oh yeah you know, I would just invite like, them over I, to join us. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but sometimes people will be like, oh, what are you doing? And sometimes you can yeah. tell that people are like, I shot with Marion one February uh, a couple of years ago. And it was, we had the, we had the shoot planned and the lighting was perfect that day. So it was a beautiful day, partly cloudy, not too, too much direct sunlight, beautiful natural light, but it was also like 15 degrees like it was one of those terrible days and we were like should we just do it anyway and we're like Mm -hmm. okay yeah let's just go for it um we shot in Faneuil Hall kind of in that area and I don't even remember what shot we were doing I think it was just like a pretty standard outfit photo but (laughs) there was this group of people walking by who just yelled like you're crazy (laughs) so sometimes you'll get stuff like that because you're like yeah it's 15 degrees I look nuts (laughs) I want to I, oh God, I can totally relate to that. But I want to go back to what you were saying about how sometimes you like find a corner and you just, you know, take the shot. So a lot of influencers have like a a very, they have certain colors. They always incorporate it into their shots or certain backgrounds or certain, you know, looks and they vary it and everything. But one thing I've noticed about you, and this has been since the beginning, you use all the colors. You're you're a very colorful person. Um, you use all kinds of backgrounds, mm-hmm. and yet, I mean, somehow, I don't, Jesse. I know you've been looking at it. Like somehow, you make it look cohesive. You know, you don't make it look like. I mean, I look at my stuff from way back when, and it's very like whoo all over the place. But you, somehow, oh, stop your content's great. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, but it looks it looks so cohesive. And is that something that you do? Is would you credit that to like? just your, your vision or, you know, is there an editing style that you've kind Mm -hmm. of adopted that kind of, even though it's so varied, you still, it doesn't look overly busy. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. I think there's a couple things that I, that I try to do. I would love to be a person that has a perfectly curated feed where everything is in a certain color palette and the backgrounds are all the same. And I think when I first started, um, both my site where you are now and, you know, then creating that content on my Instagram channel, which is in my name, by the way, and not under where you are now, because I already had just a general following. And I was like, I don't want to have to start over. So it's just under my name. Um, But I just felt very creatively stifled. Like I couldn't force myself to just stay within a specific lane because it just felt like I, I felt like I was almost in a cage. Like I had a really cool idea, but then I had to be like, well, does it actually fit within my color palette or does it actually fit within this? And Mm. I think there's ways that you can, that you can do that because you're creating a brand and you try to stick in a specific lane. And then there's ways that you can do that when it's just really about like your photography feed. So what I try to do is I stick within a specific, um, I don't want to say necessarily color story, but a specific vibe or similar color palette seasonally that tends to shift for me depending on the season. So this summer, um, we were in Cape Cod where my in-laws have a house. We spent a few a few months there kind of isolating. And I did a lot of blue and a lot of, you know, mm. sort of brighter colors because that's just what my surroundings were and that made sense for summer. And then as we're transitioning into fall, um, I'm doing a little bit more darker. There's kind of, there's actually kind of a lot of uh, blacks and browns and um, mm. navies in my feed right now, which is just, I think, a natural shift because of the season. But then I try to be intentional about it. So what I care more about than 
a 100% cohesive feed, like everything has a similar color story and background, is um, as the photos sort of blend into each other, I make sure that there's something that ties the photo, uh, that post to the post that was next to it um, within my feed. So if I have a post that has orange and green, I need to, I want to try to find a way to tie that into the next post that I have. So I try to just be a little bit thoughtful. So they sort of all like blend together, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I do have a specific editing style that I do for every photo. So even though the color story may be a little bit different, they still sort of have a general overall, um, editing style. So I'm sure you're going to ask me this, but I use Lightroom is the first thing that I use to edit my photos. And then the, um, the filter, if you will, that I use is actually just from color story. It's one that I like. Oh color yeah. Story. I love, of course. Mm -hmm. I love color so story. I kind of throw that over. Um, most of my photos and that can change depending on how the, the photo turns out. If it's, if it's overexposed or if there's some issues with it, then it might take me, you know, some additional editing before I can just pop a filter on it and move on. But for the most part, that's what I do. Mm. Yeah. I was noticing your feed does, does appear very cohesive, even though there's not like a consistent color mm -hmm. scheme you're following. So kudos to that. It looks great. Thank you. Thank you. I I also um I noticed that you know you had mentioned practicing posing you always know how to pose like is that just from practicing have you been do you do you always practice or has it gotten Not so to be much like anymore okay I think you, you you kind of learn how your body photographs and how how your body moves and kind of what works for you and what doesn't um in the beginning there's again if you scroll back a couple of years you'll definitely see things that kind of more standard poses that I just knew would work. And then, you know, as I started to try to get a little bit more out of the box, there was a certain level of practicing there. But for at this point for now, I feel like I kind of know what works for me. But um, again, it's just, it's just practice. I think practice and pre-planning has been the big things. Are there any other tips that you would have for our audience regarding taking pictures on your own or like planning out stuff to like give to a photographer and have them take? Hmm, it's a good question. Like if you were going to put on a little seminar for somebody, an influencer, what are the three topics you would cover? I would, I would cover probably posing and, but I would do it in a way where I would, I would suggest trying things that are a little bit more out of the box. I think the, the photos that I find the most interesting, not just in my own feed and other people's feeds are things that they still, there's a human element to it, right? It still looks like a person. It's not like anything super wacky, but it's something that you might not see. So I tend to react to something that looks a little bit different. And there's nothing wrong with like a, you know, walking down the street stylized photo. Those are beautiful. But mm -hmm. if I see somebody making like a really funky face or, you know, moving in a certain way, or, you know, the perspective is really different. I like to, um, I play a lot with sort of like my hand in the camera yeah. things that are things that are a little bit more um some more depth of field I like to play around with that that's what I find the most interesting so I would suggest playing around with that because it's just really fun <laughs> it's really fun well even you, just I think it's your most recent photo I noticed you you turned it I flipped it yeah flipped it and I was like wait a minute how did she take that photo it looks like you're in the air I'm like that I is get asked that all the time just a like, simple change and she posted mm -hmm. so our listeners obviously they can't see this but her photo is a it, you know her horizontal but she did that just by flipping the orientation of the photo so it looks like yeah. she is like levitating yeah and when you first go to that photo, it it does draw you in and you you have to learn more and then you want to click on it to read more about it. So yeah, because you're like, what, how, do, how, do, how did you do this? <laughs> like, wait, what magic? Yeah, I like to do that too. Um, trick for that, if you're, if you're trying to figure out how to do it is think about what the background is, because there are certain things that you can turn that don't necessarily look right. So planar backgrounds, cleaner lines, straight lines. Like I try to avoid cars, things that are going to be like, why is that car mm. falling in the air? Um, so just things that kind of make it a little bit easier and then um, shoot it with extra space around you. You don't want to be too small in the frame because it, you won't be able to then change the the direction of the photo. It won't necessarily work as well. Um, and then I tend to always crop it. So my foot looks like it's up against 
a wall on the side. Again, to anybody listening, this is hard to follow if you're not looking at the photo. But yeah, um, go to at Nat Maz and check this out. <laughs> Any of the photos where it looks like I'm floating in the air. That's 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 what I'm talking about. But yeah, I think they're really fun. They are. It's a very fresh perspective. Thank and you. it gets and it does get people's attention. It Got they mine. tend to perform really well. Yeah, anytime, <laughs> anytime I and that's why them. you have that devoted following. So Natalie, thank you so much. Where can people find out more about you, your work, and and uh follow you for yeah thing. yeah well thank you guys for having me this has been an absolute blast so you can find me on instagram at natmaz which is n-a-t-m-a-z-z and you can find me at whereyouarenow.com and it's w-e-a-r so like what you're wearing clever clever <laughs> well natalie it's been so great talking to you and it's so nice seeing you i'm so glad you're doing better oh thank you it's so good to see your face i miss you i miss you too it's always great to talk with Natalie. She has such a, a great personality and she's always so positive on Instagram. She has, she's like, um, she's really into body positivity and yeah, she just always makes me feel good. I know. She's amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's just, it's, again, I think that that shows how Instagram can be a, such a force of good and any kind of content creation can be such a force. And even if you're not on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, you know, creating that community, that message, um, you know, but now, you know, that you've heard her tips, um, we hope that you'll take some at heart. Maybe, I don't know, have someone back up for some of those, those death defying acts that she does. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to Mm -hmm. check her out on Instagram because she does a lot of great behind the scenes on how she gets those images, which will give you some great ideas, you know, more ideas in the future. Um, but again, we're just going to reiterate our tips for your best Instagram photos. So, or Facebook, wherever you want to post these. So first thing, backdrop. You want to make sure you have kind of a simple, easy backdrop, unless you're shooting in some beautiful location, then you know, all bets are off. Which but, you can, but I think your point here is that yeah. having a more neutral backdrop is just going to make your life easier yes. in terms of the final product. Like if you can get a shot. You don't shot have in, to always have a plain backdrop. If you can shot in front of like the Eiffel Tower, then, you know, Exactly. Go, that's go that's anything it. but plain. No, that's anything but, but plain. But if you're looking for easy. Easy. Content. Easy. Great. Find a neutral backdrop for you you know go to your local mall and find a white white wall or you know paint a white wall in your house one of those cement walls just it seems really bad but just like gray cement i have the ugliest wall on my on my garage outside and with some editing it looks like this white stucco wall that looks fantastic in photos so there you go um and you can check that out if you'd like uh outfits batching your you know batching contents is great. Also, batching your outfits, finding Which something. I never would have thought to batch outfits. Yeah, that just so sounds like a such a crazy phrase. But you, you, it you rocked does. it. Find, you it. find a piece. You know, find a neutral piece of clothing that you know you love and you look great in, and you know, just change out those accessories and get a bunch, and then just sprinkle those throughout your feed. And then I'd also say planning. Jesse, you mentioned this planning your photos. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't necessarily Kate. A lot of her content is about her featuring what she's wearing or um, what she's showcasing for the day. For me, creating content is mainly showcasing my work as a photographer. So I batch those images. I use a planner, my Instagram planner, and I usually don't go further out than five days. You don't need to stress yourself out over it. Just five days is plenty. It's enough to give you an idea of what your grid will look like visually. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to think about what topics. You don't even necessarily need to write your entire caption out, which sometimes I don't. I just write in like... I'm going to talk about my why, or I'm going to talk about decoy, or I'm going to talk about um, some tips for this particular shoot, why it was important. Um, I think also whenever you are shooting and you're, you're maybe you're not a professional photographer and, or you don't have a professional DLSR camera, shoot with a app on your phone that has editing capabilities. When I don't have my camera, I'm shooting with Lightroom Mobile. And I'm actually taking photos through that app. So I'm not using my camera phone. I'm using the Lightroom mobile app camera. And then I'm editing directly in there. It's going to save you a lot of time. And it's a great app to edit with. Um, And then what I can say from a shooting standpoint, when you're creating content, it's going to be easier for you to shoot in the shade. Um, You're going to avoid a lot of harsh shadows. But that being said, harsh shadows are a little bit, uh, I don't want to say trendy. I don't want to use the word trendy, but they can give you a fresh look uh so you can, it can be dramatic uh and you can embrace the shadows just make sure that you're not squinting or it's creating a weird 
shadow on some part of your body that you don't want to look flattering. angry you don't look angry so just um embrace the shadows if if you have no other option so those are my my tips well, it was it was great to talk with natalie and have her as our guest on our show today um make sure to give her a follow on instagram at nat maz um as I said, you're going to see some amazing acrobats, acrobatics when it comes to getting those Instagram shots that I think will be really helpful if you're looking to really wow your audience. So thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation, creation Community. <laughs> Say that five times. Fast. I know, seriously. After drinking. After drinking. And leave us a comment. After drinking, leave us a comment <laughs> about what you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on instagram at cocktails and content creation we'd also love it if you'd leave us a review we loved we'd love to read some reviews on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and you can email us content cocktails and content creation at gmail.com i'm katie andrews and you can follow me on instagram at fashionly kate and co or you can check out my website fashionly kate and company.com and i am jesse wyman you can follow me on instagram at jesse wyman photos and also at the brand photographer method or you can check me out on my website, jessiewymanphotography.com. So now that we've talked about easy ways to take Instagram pictures, we want to talk about how you get those awesome images seen. And how do you do that? How do you get them seen by your followers and potential followers? Hashtags! <laughs> so that being said, make sure to tune in next time. We are going in-depth on Instagram hashtags with our friend Chelsea Mars co-founder of the social media and influencer marketing agency royal horizon media and creator behind behind chow down usa so she's going to share with us her hashtag hacks and how she's amassed over twenty-seven thousand followers with her gorgeous images and instagram know-how and also friends don't forget to enter our giveaway for a tabletop tripod for your phone easy content creating just go to our Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation and click the link in our bio to enter. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.